0: susieashworth.com forward slash book for free to claim your brand new free copy of Infinite Receiving. Crack the code to conscious wealth creation and finally manifest your dream life. I have to take radical responsibility for whether I'm going to take the coaching on board, or whether I am going to stay in child victim mode. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Don't tell me what to do. Welcome to the Limitless Life Experience podcast with me, your host, Susie Ashworth. I'm a mum 3, Seven figure serial entrepreneur, Hay House author, international keynote speaker, quantum transformation and embodiment coach, and believer in miracles. My superpower is helping female entrepreneurs like you create six figure breakthroughs in your business fast so that you can expand into limitless living and creating an incredibly positive difference in the world. In this space, you will hear me talk all about wealth, yourself, spirit and impact. This is the Limitless Life Experience podcast. Hello, 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 you gorgeous human being. It is Susie Ashworth here and you are listening to the Limitless Life Experience podcast. And how the devil are you today? I am recording this at a super early time in the morning because I missed a deadline this week And when I came down to record my episodes, my mindset was not in the game. And here's the thing. When you've got to do something, when you've made a commitment to do something, and I have made a commitment to get two episodes of the podcast out every week, sometimes you don't want to freaking do it. And... You can have those moments and you can give yourself grace in those moments. But I think that when you are in the game of integrity and honouring your commitments, and I've got a whole nother episode on this because I've got something big that I am not in integrity on and I don't want to honour my commitment on but I'm going to leave that as a little teaser for you. But when you have made the decision, then you have to find a way to do the thing. So this morning, I'm up hella early before the kids, before I swap over with the tag teaming for looking after the kids. I'm up recording a couple of episodes so I can catch up with myself And this episode is all about how I use my coaches and the mistakes that I have made and sometimes make. And the reason that I wanted to share this with you is that, one, I received a text message last week from somebody saying, I don't feel like I'm really accessing you. Like, what is the best way for me to do this? And then a few days later, I got a message from a friend who we share a mutual coach, and she said the same thing like, I'm really not accessing this coach. Like, why is this? It's a big investment. I need to make the most of it. So, I wanted to share with you how I work with a range of my coaches. And I'm going to share with you the mistakes that I have made and sometimes make when it comes to working with these range of different people. And the first mistake that I have made is really thinking that a coach is going to be my (laughs) mum. And that might sound like a silly thing to say, but the reality is, is when I look back on some of the coaching relationships that I have had, I have allowed myself to act in child mode, I've allowed myself to slip into victim mode and I've wanted my mum, i.e. my coach, to really kind of pick me up and coddle me and let me know that it's going to be okay and kind of pat me on the head and be like, yeah, yeah, And it's interesting because I always work with heart-centred individuals who give a shit about their clients. And so the fine line that I have had to see drawn in uh, that type of dynamic is what happens, what's the line between... My coach being supportive and letting me know that I am a sovereign being. A coach being supportive and letting me know that I have all of the resources that I need to create a breakthrough. A coach letting me know that it is going to be okay. And me taking responsibility for how I'm choosing to show up, not only in the coaching relationship, but also in my life and also in my business. And if you listen to what I just said around me being a sovereign being, me knowing everything is going to be okay, um, me knowing that I have all of the resources, all of those phrases are about a coach being able to reflect to me what is possible. It's not about them trying to solve all of my problems. And With one of my coaches I'm thinking about specifically, she says, as I do with my private clients, there's nothing off limits. You can talk to me about all of the things. Talking to her about all of the things and receiving coaching about all of the things is not her saying, I can solve all of your problems. It's her saying, this is a space for you to share with me where you're at And based on where you're at across any area of your life, I'm going to ask you powerful questions that make you look at who you are and what you are doing in any given moment. And at the same time, sometimes that advice differs based on what it is that I ask for. So a coach is never my mum. She's not there or they are not there to solve all of my problems you know, a coach is there to ask questions, a mentor, and sometimes I want mentoring, a mentor is there to share their experience. And sometimes I want a consultant. I want a consultant less now, but sometimes I want somebody to say, do this. And for me, The best type of coaching, and a coaching purist would say, the minute you get into mentorship and the minute you get into consulting, you're not a coach. But for me, the best type of coaching is a dance between those three things. So the first mistake is thinking that a coach is going to solve all of my problems. And me, that mindset is me when I'm acting like a child and essentially wanting a coach to be like a parent to me and that is that's not what they're there for. The second mistake that I've made when it comes to my coaching is allowing fear, guilt, shame or frustration to dictate my behavior when it comes to when it comes to the coaching relationship. And I'm talking about my personal one-to-one experiences but of course this can happen in a group program of course it can happen in with a DIY course and that fear guilt shame or frustration usually kicks in if I am not getting the result that I want or I've run into a problem that I feel that I should be able to fix or I feel that they are not showing up for me the way that I want them to show up for me. And again, I always pick incredible coaches and mentors. I pick them because they have done the things in business that I want to do. And with that, you know, I have one one one-to-one mindset coach, but everything else is in a group setting. With that, it means that if I do not take radical responsibility for my emotions and I allow the fear of looking stupid or guilt. Guilt comes up when you have made an investment in something and then you're having a wobble. You're having a wobble because you're either not getting the result that you want to get at the given time that you want to get it or you just feel like I should know this. Or, I can't get this. And so you feel guilty about wanting to take up somebody's time to say, can you explain this to me? Or, is there any way that we can look at this in a different way? And shame, I think, is massively related to to the guilt piece in terms of why that it comes up. Now, what happens when fear, guilt, shame or frustration come into play, in my experience, is that I retreat. And that is the worst time to take a step back because it's the time that you most need support. And so what happens is that because you retreat or because I have retreated at the time that I most need support, you move into that spiral space and go down and down and down and down and down. And then the frustration of the fact that you're not being supported in the way that you want to be supported, really comes to the forefront. And all of a sudden, it isn't your responsibility, it becomes a coach's responsibility. And you're back in child victim mode. Why aren't you sorting out all my problems, mum and dad? And the reason that you've gone into the spiral is because you have allowed shame fear, guilt, or frustration to dictate the way that you are going to show up and the way that you are going to ask for support, i.e. you don't show up and you don't ask for support. So it then becomes a really difficult ladder to climb. Guess what? (laughs) I'm talking from experience. I've been there and even as I'm saying it, there's a program right now that I am part of and I think to myself, hmm, why haven't I showed up for this call? Or, hmm, why have I got annoyed that I didn't feel that the virtual um, conference was... Why have I got annoyed that the virtual conference hasn't lived up to my expectations when it comes to my participation as somebody in the UK for at this US event that I would have been there in person for, but I kind of feel that I've not been looked after. That is very, and I'm giving you a very specific example because, and it's coming up just as I'm speaking, because the attitude that I've had around that specific situation is very much victim mode. So there are two things with that specific situation is that the content is the content is the content. My responsibility is to show up, consume that content Take away what is going to be really important and valuable for my business and then implement. That's my responsibility. It's not a big deal that I'm on a computer screen rather than a TV screen. It's only a big deal if I make it a big deal. And the reason that I'm making it a big deal is because I've not been accessing the programme. And so there's a little bit, in the lead-up to that event, there's a little bit of resentment there. And so what happens is that... The thing that you're pissed off about is not really the thing that you're pissed off about. The frustration lies at the fact that I'm paying a lot of money. I've not been accessing a program. And when I see a little chink in, well, this could be better. Then I go in for the little chink rather than looking at, okay, what's really going on here? I'll just give myself a little bit of self-coaching on this podcast. I hope that you are appreciating this. And the third mistake that I have made and sometimes continue to make is expecting my coach to be a mind reader. So whilst I'm in the shame, guilt, frustration, fear, spiral, I'm wanting them to know. I'm wanting them to know, and I'm wanting them to say, "Hey, Susie, come on, darling. What's the matter?" <laughs> not a dog. <laughs> I'm not a dog. But that mind reader piece, again, is really, really important. It's child victim. So all of those three elements create a beautiful soup. I mean, it's not a beautiful soup. It's a dog shit soup. Whenever my behavior slips into one of those three categories in a coaching relationship, I'm never going to get the best out of that situation. And that is on me. My mind will look for the chinks so I can say, actually, this is you, that's you, that's you. But really, all of that is on me. So I hope that this is really, really helpful for you, not only for you when you find yourself doing a me, but when you notice this behaviour showing up in clients. And probably the way to really notice this is when a client drops off. And I am going to do a separate podcast on accountability versus responsibility because I have got a a new insight on this based on a new program that I signed up for recently. And when I first read this person's take on accountability versus responsibility, I was like, I don't know if I agree with that, but... As I'm talking this through with you, I'm really seeing, oh, I get it. I really, really get this. And so that's another episode that is coming up. So, how I use my coaches when I am in my sovereign archetype. And the sovereign archetype is somebody who just takes full responsibility and accountability for themselves and the results that they are getting. And I have to say, That in order to be where I am in business, I would say that at least in my business and in my coaching relationships, I am in my sovereign 90, 95% of the time. Let's say 90% of the time. And you have to be in order to get results. When you're not getting results, it's because you're not in your sovereign. So this is how I use my coaches when I'm doing the do. So I am in the privileged position of having a range of different coaches. But this wasn't always the case. When I first started out, I had one coach. And the question that I had to ask myself then is the same question that I ask myself now. What do I want? And do I, now I ask myself, do I have a coach for that? What do I want is the first thing. Like when I am in a tiz- I can't expect somebody else to know if I don't know. So that's the first thing. The second question that I ask myself is, what do I want and then what do I need? And the two are different. So depending on the programme or the coach that you have, what you want might not be the thing that is provided by that coach or programme. And you do have to take responsibility for understanding where is the line drawn between what I've invested in and what I actually want okay the second thing is what do I actually need right now and this is about tuning into what is the real problem what is the real problem and what is the action that I need to take And once I have identified the action that I need to take, and this is important because the action that I need to take might be to say, I don't actually know and I need to ask what is the next best step. And in the asking of the what is the next best step, I have to take radical responsibility for whether I'm going to take the coaching on board or whether I am going to stay in child victim mode. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Don't tell me what to do. I'm going to ask what I need. And then I take radical responsibility of whether I'm going to stay in child, whether I'm going to implement what they say, or I am going to do something different. And that, or I'm going to do something different, comes up, actually. It comes up now because I have 8 years of experience and sometimes somebody offering me an insight will spark something else. Now, the deal is is if I choose the or and I don't get the result that I'm looking for, then I have to take radical responsibility for that. If I choose to implement the advice, but I only implement it 90% of the way, or I implement the advice without getting my energy lined up because in the back of my head I'm thinking this is never going to work, this is crap, This is I have to take responsibility. The, the, the game is whether I stay in child and victim, so I don't want to do it, whether I kind of do it half-heartedly, whether I do it wholeheartedly, or whether I choose something different, I have to take radical responsibility for my actions and the results. That is what being a sovereign being is. And that is actually what being coachable is. I'm going to ask, I'm going to tune into what it is that I need and then I'm going to ask and then I'm going to decide I'm going to choose what action that I take. And then once I've chosen the action that I'm going to take, I have to show the F up. And as I said, sometimes that showing up is, well, I'm not going to show up, but then I have to own it. I have to own it, you know. And then the process starts again. So that is how a successful business owner uses coaching and mentorship. So I hope that that was super helpful for you. I would love to get your feedback on this. I hope that this is super helpful, not only for your own behavior, so that you can really catch where you are not accessing your coaching and mentoring from a space of empowerment. But also because I know that you as sovereign beings listening to the Limitless Life Experience, you don't do that shizzle. That isn't your bag. But super helpful when you notice these patterns showing up in clients. And when you notice these patterns showing up in clients, you get to then hold the space in a very, very different way. And I feel like we could do a whole podcast on how to hold the space. (laughs) I'll put that one on the fridge for later. So hit me up on the gram. If this is something that you feel that other people need to listen to, Um, leave me a review on iTunes if you haven't done so. And if we are not playing over in the quantum success hub, what the heck are we not doing? I go live in there every Thursday for Thrive Thursday, and it would be amazing to hang out with you. So that is it for me. Please remember that faith plus action equals miracles.